Hounicon. 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 You're listening to Hounicon Podcast, highlighting citizen Potawatomi Nation issues, members, and more. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Just search Hounicon Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Paige Willett. During this episode, we'll learn about the relationship between humans and butterflies, hear from a tribal member who has been exploring her ancestry and tribal culture, and learn some Potawatomi words about spring. About six months ago, freelance writer and media producer Marissa Mohi decided to actively learn more about her Potawatomi ancestry and culture. Her journey explored government, crafts, family archives, and much more. She sat down with Hanukkah Podcast to discuss what she discovered and encourage other CPN members to do the same. My dad is from Iran, but his mom is from Turkey. And then uh, my mom is, she's a member of the tribe, but her dad was also Mexican. And so there is just a lot of heritage there that um, I think some of it has been more accessible than other parts of it. And I really just want to learn, you know, kind of what it means to be a part of these communities. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, I think ethnicity gets turned into uh, just a checkbox on a form for most people, but that's not what it actually feels like. So it's, you know, about tradition, it's about uh, the food, it's about customs, it's about stories, it's about um, the way we relate to one another. And so I think that part of the reason that I always kind of felt left out or like an outsider was because those were the communities I belonged to and they weren't necessarily accessible to me at all times. And so this has kind of been the year when I'm figuring out what it all means to be a part of these groups. So it seems like you took that on from several different paths, trying to figure out more of who you are. As far as CPN goes, what did you participate in? So um, I've talked with Zarina at the archives. Um, I think everybody should reach out to her because she probably has some pictures of your family, uh, you know, that you may have never seen because that was the case for me. Um, so I've done that. I've gone to a beading class. That's been a lot of fun. And it's kind of a new hobby for me. I, I guess I'm officially addicted. Um, I have kind of dove into the language. I uh, got to attend the winter storytelling event that was at the Cultural Heritage Center. And that's just been really really cool to hear some stories and I will be writing about that. You said you had started beating and you were a little bit addicted to it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Had you ever done a class like that before? What was that like? I had never really been one for visual art or um, putting materials together in a pretty way. And so I took one class at the Cultural Heritage Center and then after that I was basically hooked. So I've gone to two so far. And I'm looking forward to the upcoming classes. It's just so much fun. It's like a really quiet room where nobody is an expert except for the person teaching you. And uh, she is very helpful, Leslie Deer. Um, So she is super helpful and um, really patient. So like one of my concerns was that I was going to go in there and I was going to be surrounded by experts who did not have time to deal with my nonsense. And that's not how it went at all. It's a really meditative thing to do too, just because, you know, you're counting beads, you're stringing them up and you're, you're just focusing in on that. And so it's one of the few times where, you know, like you're super present in what you're doing and I just love it. You also took on a bit of a different side of the tribe as a government. So how did that open your eyes up to actually being a citizen of a 
of a sovereign government. Um, I think that's something that we don't think about as members of the tribe is that we're functionally dual citizens of, you know, whatever country we belong to or, and the tribe as well. But we don't necessarily think about how we can bring that democratic process to the tribe. So, yeah, it's something that I've never participated in before because I had never thought about it as an opportunity. But there's a lot that actually goes into running, you know, the tribe. It's not that... Um, there's not people up at the top that are different from us per se. They're they're basically like us, but they have just run for these public offices within the tribe. And I think that uh, just knowing that you get to choose those people is, it's great. And also I think you can reach out to them fairly easily. So, you know, they're not, you know, up on a pedestal. You could probably send them an email and ask them specific questions and they would happily answer because they do want to represent the tribe. They do. They love emails. And, um, I think that's another thing that maybe a lot of people don't know about is the entire country is represented in mm-hmm. that legislative body. So mm-hmm. really, no matter where you are in the country, if you're a CPN member, you have someone representing you within the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something like you can actually look up at the districts online and it's so interesting to see. But it's also kind of cool to know that there are CPN members just all over the U.S. So did you participate in CPN or Potawatomi culture much as a child or is this just kind of a whole new thing for you? So this is pretty new for me. I actually didn't enroll in the tribe until later. So I wasn't, you know, um, officially a member until I was probably maybe in my early 20s or something like that. And I think it was just we had a, a great aunt who retired and got into genealogy and she, you know, didn't have to go very far back to trace, you know, where our family was. And it was really interesting to see that. And that was kind of like the little seed that was planted like, oh, there is some history. And um, I think that now for me, this is kind of the perfect time for me to get into it. Because I think if I had gotten into it at a younger age, I would have been like one of those eye rolling teenagers, you know. So now I think I I have the reverence and I am interested in actually learning. Are you inspired to keep learning? I mean, after everything that you have seen and all the people that you've talked to, is it something that you feel like you're going to keep up with this year? Definitely. It's something that I'm really enjoying. And it's kind of like the first time in my life where I have researched history that is relevant to me because we we all learned history in high school. And depending upon, you know, the classes you had to take, um, either you were learning like, you know, about European history or maybe world history, which is absolutely important. But I think that even Oklahoma history, as it's taught today in schools, isn't necessarily focusing on um, you know, tribes that were not part of the Trail of Tears. So uh, because uh, the Citizen Potawatomi Nation, uh, their forced removal was the Trail of Death and that took them to Kansas and then down to Oklahoma. Um, you know, like we don't hear all of that or all that went into this um, to get, you know, us here. So I think just researching it has been so eye-opening and it's like the first time where I'm reading history and I know that like I have a family member that was a part of that. What would you suggest to those members who maybe want to take a start, but they're a little hesitant Mm -hmm. about feeling welcome or um, like they're going to be able to really adapt and learn a lot? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So if you are in kind of the Shawnee area, if you can get to the Cultural Heritage Center, there's tons of classes and events 
attending these things, hearing stories. Um, but I know that there is a women's drum group. I know that there are all sorts of ceremonies here. So if you can get here, know that you will be welcomed. Um, everybody is super friendly and it's so much fun. But if you aren't close by or um, if, you know, the scheduling doesn't work for you, there's tons of resources online. And so um, I know that the website for both the Cultural Heritage Center and the tribe. Like those have been places that I've looked for information. There's actually a Facebook group for the language where you can practice your Potawatomi. You know, it's kind of a weird uh, time we live in in that everything is so close even when it's super far away. You can follow Marissa Mohi on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. That's M-A-R-I-S-A. M-O-H-I. Her writing can also be found at marissamohi.com. Climate change causes drastic, unpredictable weather with blended seasons and extreme patterns. In Oklahoma, that has resulted in more days over 105 degrees in the summer, greater occurrences of severe weather in the spring, shorter autumns, and warmer winters than previously recorded. Like many pollinators, the monarch butterfly's population has decreased in recent years due to those changes, specifically severe temperatures. Monarchs use Oklahoma and the Midwest as a crucial part of their migration up as far north as Canada for the summer and back south to the mountains of central Mexico for the winter. It takes four to six generations of butterflies to complete the cycle, which covers as many as 3,000 miles. Many people fondly remember monarchs in their yards and gardens, including environmental anthropologist and tribal member Yancey Orr. My uncle would stick out his index finger, and the butterfly would land on his finger. And it would just kind of stay there and walk around. And everyone else put out their fingers, and it never landed on uh, their finger. And, you know, considering their lifespan, but this is, you know, it, 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 that, they, that, they, that they could not possibly be the same butterfly. Um, but this happened summer and summer and summer. Or studies human environmental knowledge at the University of Maryland. In a time of easy access to information and advanced technology, people generally view knowledge in terms of educational institutions and facts. Or said lived experiences and physical interaction also provide crucial learning opportunities. Things that they're surrounded by every year or every day that they ignore is not just important for how people experience the world, but it's also very important about what we collectively decide to do or not to do uh, regarding being stewards of the natural world or, um, uh, or one another, really. He researches human perception, including a disconnection from the natural world, perpetuated by increases in screen time throughout the last three decades. We're finding that when people interact with the online world, um, they're only uh, seeing or their perception and what they learn is skewed uh, according to existing beliefs. And it's really difficult to shake those beliefs um, out of those or out of people so that they actually see um, what is being presented in the world. Many indigenous cultures place importance on a correlation with the earth, including Great Lakes region's tribes, such as the Potawatomi. Anishinaabe people pass down those beliefs for generations, ensuring their survival through colonialism and forced removals. Uh, one tradition, both in um, 
in American Indian communities and American Indian culture, and also in kind of the early history of evolution, was the important role that sort of very small creatures had in actually creating the world around us. So um, we can think in some ways about like European views of nature, uh, preference, uh, larger animals, game animals, etc., uh, while ignoring sort of uh, insects. Pollinators and other arthropods, including monarchs, play crucial roles in their larger ecosystems. Monarchs fly thousands of miles throughout the year and spend only a few weeks in their reproductive destinations along the way. They reside the longest in Mexico for a few months between October and the beginning of March, depending on weather patterns. Pollinating plants across North America and CPN land makes them a keystone species. Uh, these things have been pushed to the margins of survival by processes that are much bigger and were indifferent to them. And so in some ways, those monarch butterflies finding refuge in Potawatomi County on their migration patterns, you know, is something that we could relate to as people who had to migrate for generations and generations um, due to the indifference of, of, of others. In 2016, Citizen Potawatomi Nation partnered with the Tribal Alliance for Pollinators to plant and preserve milkweed at the CPN Eagle Aviary. Milkweed provides a critical source of food for larvae before they form a chrysalis, turning into butterflies and continuing on their path. Orr says the tribe's work carries weight for several reasons. So one is the, the ecological importance, both in their function of the ecosystem, but also in the fact that of, of how old they are and their right to exist uh, is independent of how long they spend with us or how much of a part of our life those, uh, those things may be. Recent record-setting temperatures in Oklahoma disrupted their narrow breeding conditions. In 2015, the Washington Post reported the monarch's population declined 970 million in 15 years. That's down to 30 million across the continent. Or finds the swift reduction as a reaction to pesticide usage and climate change alarming, especially since the digital world provides an easy avenue to disassociation. How do we make the kind of virtual world that we created augment or care for uh, the, the, the real world? Uh, that's a big question that we have to answer. Um, and, uh, and I don't know uh, if we have that answer right now, but it's a curious and a significant place to be sort of historically. While individual efforts to reduce pollution and use of greenhouse gases collectively make a difference, significant impact as a society requires large-scale conscious decision-making. Despite a petition filed in August 2014 with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for protection of the monarch butterfly, they are not listed as threatened or endangered. Read more about the tribe's efforts at cpn.news backslash pollinators. It's time for learning language when CPN Language Department Director Justin Neely teaches vocabulary, songs, stories, and more. Today's vocabulary lesson focuses on spring. During this episode, Justin's coming to us from home. Wasconnado, flower, wasconnado. Tekep, spring, tekep. And this is uh, this is like a spring well or something like a like a water water coming out of the ground. Uh, also, you can say mokchuin for a bubbling spring. 
mokjuen. Menokme, spring, menokme. And menokme literally means it literally means that good earth time. It's that good time where the, the earth is is ready to you know to put our crops in. It's the, where the earth is is good. That good uh, good earth time. Menokme. Getagan, garden. Getagan. Getage, he or she gardens. Getage. Ogani waskonado. Ogani waskonado, a rose. Ogani waskonado. Damon, strawberry, damon. And damon, uh, it literally means heartberry. If you actually cut a strawberry in half, it looks a lot like a heart. And the strawberry is a very important fruit. We use it in a lot of our uh, a lot of our ceremonies. There's a, a ceremony that they do for young ladies when they when they come of age, called a strawberry fast. They use strawberries a lot of times in some of our full moon ceremonies. So the strawberry is a very important important fruit of ours. In fact, May is Damon Gizus. That's when the strawberries are ripe, at least up north. Damon Gizus. Ninwish, milkweed. Ninwish. Ninwish is a very important uh, plant among Potomoy people. A lot of traditional people like to eat ninwish, milkweed. Um, it literally means a man plant. Also, uh, you have to be careful when you prepare ninwish, though. If you harvest it at the wrong time of the year, monarch butterflies like to lay their eggs on milkweed plants, so it's also a good plant for bringing back uh, the monarch butterfly or helping the monarch butterfly. But if you get the plant uh, after they've laid their eggs on it, uh, it can actually be poisonous. So you have to be kind of cautious of that. Mamage is a butterfly. Mamage, butterfly, mamage. People also say mamagwe, mamagwe. And mimiki is another one, mimiki. All kind of dialectical variations on butterfly. Mdemose nguabjigen. Mdemose nguabjigen, rainbow. Mdemose nguabjigen. This actually literally means old lady's snare. The other word we use for rainbow is jigwe meow, thunder path. There's actually a story about uh, this man who had several daughters, uh, a story I can obviously relate to. And um, he had a hard time getting one of his daughters married off. So he turned. He was, she was starting to become an old lady. He turned her into this beautiful rainbow to uh, snare a man. So mdemmose is old woman's nguabjigen snare is what it literally means. And that's kind of the, the uh, short version of that story. Gamoan, raining, Gamoan. Also, uh, if you say Kwansug, Kwansug Ebisa is a downpour. Kwansug Bisa, Kwansug Bisa. It's really intensely raining, Kwansug Bisa. Also, Zig Bisa, Zig Bisa is another downpour. Zig Bisa. Kiogamuk, Kiogamuk, a storm seller. Kiogamuk, Jigwe, Thunder, Jigwe, Jigwe Wepochkewen, Jigwe Wepochkewen, a thunderbolt, Jigwe Wepochkewen, literally like a thunder hit or a thunder strike. Pescage, Pescage, it's blooming, Pescage, so you could say. Pescaje e wasconado, the flower is blooming. Pescaje wasconado. Wauyasto, a tornado. Wauyasto. Wauyasto is talking about that circular motion of that wind, that wauyasto.
For more information and opportunities with language, including self-paced classes, visit cpn.news backslash language. You can find an online dictionary at podawatomidictionary.com, as well as videos on YouTube. There are also Potawatomi courses on the language learning app Memrise. Hanukkah Podcast is produced and brought to you by Citizen Potawatomi Nation's Public Information Department. Our director is Jennifer Bell. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find what you listen to. We're also on Facebook at Citizen Potawatomi Nation and on Twitter at C underscore P underscore N. Visit us on the web and find digital editions of the tribal newspaper at Potawatomi.org. That's P-O-T-A-W-A-T-O-M-I dot org. Until next time, I'm Paige Willett. Miigwech nikanek, Balamina. Thank you, friends. See you later.